Let's look in our scriptures tonight in the Word of God. And I want to look at a passage in uh, the book of John. The book of John, the fourth chapter. John chapter 4. Understand this about healing, that a person is not healed because of personal maturity. This is not something that if you've been a Christian a long time, you are more qualified to be healed than someone else. Everybody with me now? Many times we seek, unintentionally we seek, in our own minds to disqualify ourselves. I say unintentionally. We find ways, reasons why it's not going to work for us. And it has to do with condemnation. It has to do with the lies of the enemy that set us outside of what's so very easy and simple and already complete. Uh, But know that you might be a very immature person, but you can be healed right here, right now. You might be someone who's been a believer for, uh, you know, 50 years. You're not more than qualified. (laughs) You're not more deserving. Huh? No. No. This comes the same way for sinner and for saint alike. You may be here and you don't even uh, have a relationship with God. You sin professionally. You know? I mean, you're, you're, you're skilled. But you can be healed tonight. Absolutely. And it's amazing, sometimes people have wondered, can someone be healed before they get saved, before they receive Jesus? Well, how many know all the people that Jesus ministered to in His earthly ministry were all spiritually dead? Jesus hadn't even died on the cross yet, so none of them had, uh, had union with God, right? And so, no matter where you're at, don't think if you've been saved a long time that you've got it because of that, no. Just like a person, you might be hearing this message, or hear, you know, this message meaning a message of God's love and healing and grace toward your physical body. You might be hearing that for the very first time. Talk like this might be brand spanking new to you. Uh, well, you can receive just as easy as someone who's heard it a hundred times. Amen. Amen. So what, no matter where we're at, we all approach the exact same way. It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's already finished in Christ. It's because of His love. We boldly and humbly approach Him and bam, just like that. From the little healing, you know, in our mind, the little healing to the mega, mega healing. It's all the same when you compare it to God. Praise God. So it's already working in us today. Amen. John chapter 4. Uh, verse 46, John 4, 46. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Now, now think about it. We get information about these various healings and miracles for a reason. Now, this was a certain nobleman, meaning This was not just some insignificant person in society. This was a person of prestige. This was a person of money. This was a person who had influence in in the world at that time. How many understand, though, when it comes to healing, 
that doesn't really make any difference. And you'll find that someone uh, that may have high position, may have a lot of wealth in life, when it comes to someone in their family or themselves that is suffering a life-ending disease, um, it kind of puts us all on the same level, doesn't it? Everything becomes equal. And so someone who's a nobleman, someone who has high fame or something like that, they are in no better position, with no better standing with God than the person who nobody knows and doesn't have hardly anything to their name. We all come on the exact same basis, and God loves us equally. Praise God. And so this, this nobleman um, who had a, whose son was sick at Capernaum, when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. All right. And so anyone with children, of course, could understand and relate to this on a real personal level uh, that your your son is, is about to die. And again, your position, your your wealth has no advantage at this point. I imagine because of his place, he already sought out natural means to get his son well and to overcome whatever uh, he was facing, uh, but that didn't work. And how many know that's going to be the case many times in people's lives? Uh, there's not a natu- natural answer. There is not a natural response that's going to give you victory. So let's go ahead and trust him. Amen. Amen. And so he came down, in verse 47 still, he implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Now, it's interesting to me that, that this very important person went to Jesus. He didn't sit back in his palace or whatever he, he lived in and send orders to someone, go get Jesus, right? That could be disrespectful. That could be dishonoring of the gift and, and what the Lord wanted to do. He didn't send for Jesus. He went to him. I'm reminded of scriptures like one we, we taught at last month's healing meeting where the Bible says, is anyone sick among you? Over in James, you know what the next line says? Let him call. Let who call? Him. The one who is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. You know, sometimes we could miss it in areas like this where we start expecting others to do things for us. We start expecting. How many know this sense of entitlement that exists in our country, in our world today, is a great opposition to the things of God? When people start expecting people to do something for them, they expect government to provide for them, they expect... You know, they expect government to provide their, you know, their contraceptives and, 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 or anything in life. Or they come into the church and they expect their pastors and their ministers to act in a, in a prescribed way that they have planned out in their mind. They ought to do this for me. See, that cuts off the power of God. A person needs to come no matter what their position and place in life is. They need to come to the Lord with an expectation, um, not that they, not that I'm owed something, but just in gratefulness of heart and humility. See, you'll always find that a person of great faith is also a person of great humility. They're not trying to demand others do things for them. 
They're not expecting everyone to do things for them. They're humbly requesting. They're going out of their way to, if they have requests, to do it in a graceful way. And that's, that's the way this nobleman approached him. He went after him and... Uh, uh, instead of just expecting or demanding that he would come and do something for him, uh, we ought to take note for that. Note, note from these lessons that uh, that's the way faith acts. That's the way humility acts. Uh, it, it doesn't um, dictate to a person. We don't even dictate to the Lord how he's going to meet our needs. I mean, he, took, he gave us a promise, and so watch. We are going to expect him to act on his word because that's faith that honors him. I do expect God to fulfill his word, but I leave a lot of the methodology up to him. Let him direct me. Let, I want to keep a humble, pliable, flexible heart and mind, not set in my ways. It's got to happen this way. It's got to happen exactly like this. Hmm. Because, again, that's a hindrance. You remember, this is kind of another side message but you remember jesus he used scriptures he quoted from the old testament in fact they're in the new testament multiple times about i think it was isaiah who prophesied about a people whose ears would be shut and their eyes they wouldn't see and and their hearts would become dull be like thick and 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 this and the scripture says so that when they heard they wouldn't understand and as their end result of that they wouldn't be healed so I said, what does, what does that have to do with being healed? Because the Lord, the Lord ministers to us inside first, and that's when it ends up uh, affecting and, and, and showing up in our physical body. He has got to be able to get through to you. No, just put it on my body. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your body is just your house you live in. You are the one that God talks to. You are the one that must be open and receptive. You are the one who believes. Your body doesn't believe anything. It's just there. But when we get it, when we have a heart that's open and, and movable by God, then He'll speak and we'll, we'll answer, we'll respond, we'll act. And it might be that our healing comes by doing something that we didn't even plan. You, you remember in the Old Testament that there was a, a guy from Syria, commander of the Syrian army, Naaman. Remember, Naaman had leprosy. And uh, he heard about there was a prophet in Israel. And, of course, he went, to, uh, he, he went there to, to see him because, you know, leprosy was not curable in their day. They didn't have a, a, a natural um, uh, cure for that. And so it's, they're just going to die if they don't, something doesn't happen. When he, when he went out to see Elisha, the prophet, and he heard about these things. It's interesting. He had this all figured out in his mind. The prophet's going to come out, wave his hand over me, right? And I'm going to be healed. But you know what happened? Elisha didn't even come out and see him. I mean, this very important person in this nation comes. He probably had quite an entourage to come with him. He comes up to Elisha's house. Elisha doesn't even come out to personally talk to him. I mean, how rude, huh? Maybe not. But you know what happened? He got ticked off at it. He got upset. Let's make sure we're not, let's make sure we're following the right examples in Scripture. That's not one of them. Well, I just expected that this would happen. I just thought it would happen this way. I just thought, well, 
I mean, I'm and this, and I'm here, and I did this, and, you know, and I just figured that. <laughs> let's not figure. Huh? And so he traveled all that way. And you know the rest of that story without us going into great detail. Elisha didn't even come out to see him, but just gave instructions to his servant, tell him to go dip in the Jordan River seven times. And, of course, he was ticked off at that. Finally and eventually he humbled himself, obeyed, and got healed. But if he had stayed in that disposition of, bless God, you know, doesn't he know who I am? I want him to come out and do the hand wave. I want him to come out and do this. Or I'm not, why don't I clean myself or dip or bathe in a clean river? Something like that. But again, it's not always the way that we have figured out that it needs to take place. Amen. Amen. So let's be open. Let's have our hearts open wide. Uh, change is a good word sometimes. Uh, what, what do I mean by change? We're open. We're yielded to God's Spirit. He may want you to think different. He may want you to act different. Amen. Well, I just believe. Well, fine. You know, I just believe that da, 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 da. And we hold our ground. We stand our, stay in our position. Well, I just don't believe I ought to be treated like that. I just believe that. I, okay, fine. You don't have to be. <laughs> but how many know the end result of that is usually people keep their problems? They maintain their position. Bless God, I didn't have to do it their way. Bless God, I didn't have to. I don't have to be treated like that or disrespected or whatever the enemy might be dropping thoughts into your mind. Uh, but we maintain without the upgrade, without the promotion, without the blessing of God working in our lives. Thank you, Lord. And so, anyway, this nobleman again didn't demand that Jesus come to his house, uh, even when he came out to see him. But he begged him. In fact, let's go on and read a little bit more. Uh, He implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Verse 48, then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Now, now how many know that's not a compliment? (laughs) He's... he's, uh, identifying the condition of people, and he's saying, it's not good. Slow to believe, slow, you know, waiting to, to see something before you believe, that is a low level of life. And, and, and again, that's not a complimentary statement. You know, many are aware of the commonly used term in our world that, that, that goes like this, seeing is believing. Isn't that basically what he's saying? Unless you guys see something, you're going to no means believe. But how many know in, in the real world, the real world of reality, it, it's, uh, it doesn't come by that, that in, unless you believe first, you're not going to see anything. But most people today are still waiting to see something before they believe anything. And God is the opposite way. We walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 49 The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, notice this, Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. Now now think about it. Jesus didn't do what the guy wanted, did he? He's saying, the the solution to this problem is, you have to come with me and come to my son. And Jesus said, no, that's not the way it has to happen. Here's another way. Watch this. You go home. 
your son lives. Now, here's what's interesting. Some say, well, he didn't need to go. Well, apparently not. He didn't need to go, uh, meaning Jesus, go there to be with him because he could just speak the word. He w- watch, he was giving this guy an opportunity to, to not only humbly accept his method of ministry, but to believe something that would cause the healing to take place. Jesus said, go your way. Is that, is that a good way for someone to be healed? You know, you know what if we ha- had a, a, a healing ministry here and people came forward and we went down the line and said, go home, go home, go home, bye. I mean, that would be scriptural, right? Go your way, go your way, go your way. Why would that be okay? So said that wouldn't be okay. Yes, it would. What is okay is that we are doing things by faith. We're not just saying, didn't work, I'm going home. No, we are leaving by faith. What we, are, what we are looking for in all this, listen, healing is. It is a present tense reality and provision of God for all people of all time. It's done today. All we are looking for is something to act on, is something to do as an act of faith in what is. And if going is the act of faith, then let it be so. How many know the word could be jump? Just got healed. I mean, think about it. There are all sort of situations in the scriptures where people did various things and it resulted in a healing that aren't necessarily normal. You know, the name and the Syrian doing the whole dipping seven times thing. That's kind of strange. But the obedience, which is an act of faith, caused it to happen. Jesus had some interesting situations where... You know, even putting mud on people's eyes and, and, and doing things like that. Well, that's kind of out there, but that's an act of faith in that situation. In more than one situation, he told people, go. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. What we're looking for is to do something by faith. To do something by faith will cause what is in God to be in manifestation in your body. Yeah. Praise God. Now, let's keep going. Where are we at? Verse 50. Jesus said to him, go, leave, dude. Go your way. Your son lives. So the man, watch, believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. Is that verse in there? Just as a filler? Or was that important to the results? It must be a key component to the result. Instead of us just thinking, well, it was so just because Jesus said it was so. No, it wasn't. Jesus Jesus did his part by saying, go, your son lives. But the man's part was also key or it wouldn't be listed here. 
He believed the word that Jesus said, and he went. You can see that he believed it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have left. Would you? He came all that way, imploring, begging the Lord, you got to come and help me. If he didn't believe the word, he, I would, you know, if I didn't believe him, I wouldn't have left. I'd have said, uh-uh, you are coming with me. <laughs> Guys, get him. <laughs> We're taking him home. This is too serious of a situation. You want me just to leave? But if you believe, it's, everything's different. He believed and he went his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour uh, when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. And so the father knew that it was the same hour which Jesus told him, Your son lives. And so think about what was happening here. Um, and the different responses that he could have given. Again, he could have said, he could have thought, you know, I come down here all this way, and you won't even come to my house? I mean, what kind of preacher are you? I mean, my son is dying. This is serious. My son is at the point of death. You just need to come with me. But instead, he didn't. You can see the heart of faith, the heart of humility, where he said, all right. It's done. Let's go, boys. We're heading home. Do you think along the path, going home, there were any thoughts? <laughs> Maybe, have you ever been on that road? <laughs> and as you're walking along, reminding yourself of the word, I'm healed, or my child is healed. Reminding yourself of the word that you have from God. It's done. It is so. But all the while, your mind is talking to you. (laughs) Probably some other voices out there are talking to you and saying, you are crazy. You just left your chance. You're never going to find him again. This is your last opportunity. You just killed your son. You see that? You're just irresponsible. You didn't have enough boldness to say, no, you need to come. (laughs) There can be all kinds of voices that come all stirring up doubt. All getting you to question. How many know that if he would have, if he would have been going along for a little while and stopped and turned around and went back, his son would have died. Well, say, well, how, you can't know that. I can know that because the scriptures list what he did do in connection with the son being healed. They're not insignificant details, but key components to this guy's faith being walked out. When it comes to taking God at His word, we cannot leave any room for wavering. I don't mean the thoughts won't come. The thoughts come to practically everybody. But thoughts don't mean that you lose. If you have a thought of something not working or, you know, a thought of failure, that doesn't mean you lose. That doesn't mean you failed or or, or you've uh, lost your miracle or your healing. You just don't give place to it. You don't give voice to it. You don't start speaking it out. And you definitely don't let it change which way you're walking. I am still going to go my way. I'm still going to do what I do. Because the word of the Lord came to me and he said, leave, go home, your son is healed. Amen. Amen. And we've got to have this mindset 
of not giving any space to doubt, any, any opportunity for any contrary thought to the word of the Lord to get rooted in our minds and establish our walk. And it just gets to the place where we say, you know what, that's it. It's done. The Lord has spoken, finished, and not make it any more difficult than that. Not make it any more complicated. Amen. So, well, my situation is real complicated. No, it's not. It's not. It's just what did the Lord say? So what if I don't have a word from the Lord? You do have a word from the Lord. We absolutely have lots of good words from the Lord. And if you could find just one that says you're healed, you're good to go for the rest of your days. If we could just find one word and say, Lord, I'm making, I'm making you right over my body. I'm making you correct over my circumstance and situation. Then there it is. There it is. Just so easy. It's interesting how th- this passage ends here and says, And he himself believed and his whole household. Now, that's not saying that he himself believed in healing. He already believed that, the Scripture said. The moment Jesus said it, he believed and went his way. So he believed. Now, he believed in the Lord. He believed in Jesus. He, in, in, and uh, he came to faith in him. And what else happened? His whole family got saved. But do you know that that wasn't his motive? His his motive wasn't for everyone in his household to become believers. His motive was to get his son healed. Let let me caution you in this regard. Don't seek healing to prove all your relatives wrong. Don't seek healing. I'm going to get healed and I'm going to show all them that God is true and that his word is right and, and this is the real thing. Listen, that may very well happen, but keep your eye on the ball. Why should you be healed? Because sickness is of the devil. (laughs) Why should you be healed? Because sickness is really a pain. (laughs) It's a real hindrance in life. Why? How about because Jesus took stripes so that you and I could be healed? How about I'm healed for the glory of God? He is glorified when I'm well. He is glorified when His power is shown and and made operative in the earth today. Amen? Not trying to prove anything or uh, I'm going to show them. No, this is just, it just is. It just is. And the Lord is glorified when I receive of His promise and His provision in my life. Amen? Amen? Then let the family get saved. I mean, that's what happened here. His whole household believed. And so, and so where are we at with this tonight? We have words from God. And all we need to do is get something that we can act on. And one of the most prominent verses of Scripture concerning our healing is Mark 16, 18. The Bible says that they, meaning believers, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so if we just take these things at face value, if you need healing in your body and you come forward in a moment and hands are laid upon you, what happens? Yeah, according to the word, you recover. All right? That easy. So what else do I need to do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Huh? 
Don't be proud. Don't, don't be full of pride and demanding another. No, just be healed. Well, how do I know that I, I am? Well, because the Word said. Just that simple. And if the Word said, when hands are laid upon you, that you recover, then you just are. And if you just are, then you just are. So what, what should I do? Well, you would act like you would if you were healed, because you are. What if I don't feel anything? It's not about feeling. It's about is. It's just about what is. So as simple as that, that's what makes this, this really easy. You know, thank God for what doctors do and stuff, but their job is much more difficult. They've got to diagnose. They've got to prescribe. They've got to cut. They've got to have sterile environments. They've got to do all this kind of stuff. Right? Isn't that what they do? Yeah. I mean, and so they do that. But in here, all we have to do is put hands on, and there you go. I mean, you can forget the six-month recovery process. You can forget rehabilitation. You can, you, you can, don't have to have the medicine. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about God is almighty, and He is all-powerful, and healing is. It is. So we just lay hands on, and just like that. Just like that. We don't even have to work up a sweat. We don't have to. <sighs> because it just is. Jesus already did the sweating. He already did the suffering on the cross. And we reap the benefits now. Amen, amen. Amen. Just like that. Father, thank you tonight. You're so faithful to us. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you for your word. That's true. We thank you for the hand of the Lord now upon us. <laughs> we thank you that as we act upon your word that you confirm your word with signs following. Just like the nobleman's son was brought back from the point of death, I thank you, Lord, that those in here, even now, as hands are laid upon them, that life and healing power will go directly into their body, affecting a healing and a cure, driving out those problems, those conditions that hinder their lives. And from this moment forward, they shall be free of every sickness and disease, of every infirmity, from the smallest of pains to those that are life-threatening. They will be removed from their bodies immediately upon touch. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that it's done. Amen, amen.